God speaks to us through the Bible, which is his word that is sharp, living and active and is vitally important in our daily walk with God. A key life verse for me is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Good morning. How are we today? Good, good, good. There was a time in my past that uh, I can only recall in my memory to be such vivid uh, images and I can just remember everything about it. It was on the 19th of May, uh, 2002. And I was standing on the foreshore of my hometown, uh, Phillip Island. It's about an hour south of Melbourne in Australia. Uh, it was an autumn day. Uh, most autumn days, if not winter days, look like this. I had a pre pretty rough childhood living there, as you can see. Uh, but this day wasn't like this. It was a bit more like this. It was cold. A cold autumn morning. About 9 o'clock in the morning, about uh, 9, 10 degrees. And in Australian terms, that is pretty freezing. Now on that day, I was just standing there, standing between my toes, and the wind was really picking up. The waves were crashing against the shore, and I know I was there with two of my friends, and uh, they were both wearing wetsuits, and we were just about ready to go in. It's quite interesting, some of the things that you find in the Australian waters, isn't it? I'm sure you can only think of just a couple of things. And on this day, I experienced something that I'd never seen before on that shore and probably haven't seen since then. I looked back to my friends, and only one of my friends was standing there, and the other friend was out in the sea. And I just remember that when my face connected with hers and her eyes, I just saw her face just change. And my face changed, and I just remember seeing her swim towards the ocean as fast as she could. It got down to shallow waters, and she started running towards me. And I knew at that time, it was a moment I had to step out. And I had to walk into the waters, out toward her. Now I want to share with you what happened in just a few moments' time. But actually, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, this one of my life verses actually was, was birthed out of this place and out of this day as well, and has been there uh, with me ever since. I'd like you to read it with me, if that's okay. Be up on the screen. So it's going to be for the NIV version as well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on our own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Excellent. I want to read it to you from the Amplified Version as well, because I think it just really helps to see what's going on here. It adds a few more descriptive words as well. It says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding, but in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth, even removing obstacles that may block our way. You see, today I want to talk about trusting God. Last week, I know we spoke about trusting God as well, and maybe you were here last week, and again, you're here today. Maybe God's maybe wanting to try and tell you something there. But not only just about trusting God, but it's about the when we need to trust God, which I really want to bring home with us today. 
You see, it says trusting God with all of our heart. How do we actually do that? Something that we can't physically see. You know, I know the, the Bible talks about the heart hundreds and hundreds of times in the Bible, throughout it in all different ways, in all different chapters. So it's something to be said about the heart. The heart's one of those so powerful organs that we have, pumping blood through there to all the rest of our body. It's, actually, if we didn't have the heart, we probably wouldn't, or we wouldn't be alive, would we? The heart equals life. So if maybe it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Maybe it's trust in the Lord with all of our life. Maybe that makes a bit more sense. Have you ever heard the expression, don't speak from the head, speak from the heart? How do you know if someone's speaking from the head? It could be a range of different things, down to someone just maybe saying some facts and figures, or maybe someone who's maybe not been overly convicted or convinced about maybe a subject, or maybe they're just not as enthusiastic about something. But I think you know if someone speaks from the heart, because they have this thing called emotion that comes out. Someone who's passionate about something, something that they're fired up about, something that they've been in a situation in their life, whether they've been on a high or a low, that's affected them, and they can literally just say it with such enthusiasm that it just becomes a part of them. Someone speaking from the heart. Now, I don't know how you've come in today. You might, you might be facing a storm that I know that we talked about a bit earlier on, or you may have some worries. You may have a bit of a, maybe an inner crisis moment in your life. I don't know. But actually, do you know where we can actually benefit? There's actually a benefit we can have from being at such a low place. I was reading an article uh, just in this last couple of weeks, and uh, a pastor in America, his name is John Notto, and, he, and he, he said this. He said, The greater the pain we are experiencing, the more we stand to benefit from being fully honest with God. You see, if we're speaking from the heart, that's something else that comes out, is this thing of honesty and sincerity, and actually coming to God and being honest and open to Him to say, God, I need you. But trusting God isn't always easy, and actually it's when we trust God which is so important as well. We can be in this place, this low place, we might even hear some some not very good news from the doctor, and we might think to ourselves, right, what are all the things that I can do? I need, need to go to all these different physicians, I need to have all these different drugs, I need to talk to different people, and then in the end, nothing has worked, and you come before God and you say, God, what's happened? I don't even understand. Why is it happening to me? I need you, God. Do you not think that if you first got that news, that you could say to God, God, I've just been given this news from my doctor, and I don't understand why this is happening. You know, in Proverbs, it says, do not lean on your own understanding. And you might come to God and say, God, I don't know what's going to happen now, and I don't know what's going to happen in the future, whether that's going to go the right way, where it's going to get better, or even if it doesn't, God. I know this. I'm going to trust you first. Do you not think that having the God of the universe behind you doing that first through whatever you're doing will be so much better than not? It's easy to trust in something that we do understand, I think. Take this chair, for instance. I think we, we all know how a chair works. We can just look at it and know it has four legs. It's always a promising thing when we sit on a chair, just like yourselves, who have come in today and not given a second thought. You just sat down on your chair, didn't you? You're still hoping now, or maybe it's just within you, that the chair is going to hold you up as well. 
you don't give it a second thought. Have you ever, has anyone uh, sat on a chair that's broken beneath them? Anyone? It hurts, it's a bit embarrassing. You might test the next chair that, that you might sit on, but after that, it just becomes part of our nature not to even question the chair, you just rely on it and know that it's going to serve you well, isn't it? Some say it might just be part of our nature. Has anyone heard, it's just part of our second nature. If there's a second nature, I always thought well, it must be a first nature, so what's that all about? So I looked up what first nature is, all the different things that we just naturally do without thinking about it. We, most of us, can uh, grow up and, and most of us will be able to walk. And we don't think about it, we just step up and we just start walking. Some of us don't have to think about it, but they, we just open our mouths and we just start talking. I know some of you probably need to think before you talk, but we just do it so naturally. Eating our food and the motion of putting something into our mouths, it just becomes something that's ingrained in us, first nature. So what's all the things that are second nature? It's all the things that we learn over time that almost become like a first nature. Take a pair of shoes. We're, all, we're not born knowing how to tie our shoes. We, we learn how to tie our shoes. It'd be quite an unusual thing as a 30-year-old man to come up every day and go, Amy, how do I tie my shoes? Let me, let me find out from Google. Maybe they'll tell me how I tie my... Each day... I put my shoes on and I tie them just because I know it's ingrained. It's because I do this all the time, just like you. So what does second nature mean? Let's have a look on the screens. A habit or a tendency that is so deeply ingrained as to appear automatic, an automatic pattern of behavior in reaction to a specific situation may be inherited or acquired through frequent repetition. Doing this over and over again. If there's days from today and you forget everything else that I've said, I want you to remember one thing. Do you think you can do that? One thing, and it's this. Trusting God first needs to become a second nature. Trusting God first needs to become second nature. Something that's so deeply ingrained in us that it's just so automatic that no matter what we're facing in our lives, that we always go to God first. You know, in Proverbs chapter 3, then goes on and says, Submit our ways to him, and he will direct our paths. Just kind of saying, you, you do something first, and then you know what? God's going to come through. But first we need to do something. We need to submit. Submission is found in the Bible, and I found a great verse in James 4 to kind of highlight that. And it says this. It says, So let God work his will in you. Yell aloud, no to the devil, and watch him scamper. But say a quiet yes to God, and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom. Cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious. Come on. Really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get up on your feet. Wow. God says, come to me, and he actually says, you know what, just say no to the devil, because he's, he's against you all the time, but just say no, and do what the devil will do, he will flee from you. But you don't have to shout to God, you just need to say, God, I need you, or yes, and you know what, he'll be there in an instant. But then he does say to you, get down on your knees, because there's, maybe there's some things, you're, you're dabbling in, in this sin, there's things that you know you shouldn't be doing, but you're still doing them. You need to get down on your knees. Maybe it's that you, you go before him and say, God, I need some forgiveness. God, I need 
you, God, I need to trust you first. Maybe it's a point where you say, God, I've just forgotten because of the busyness of life and I'm halfway through the situation and I'd, I need you now. Or you come to the end and, God, you need to get down on your knees and God's saying the only way that you are going to get up on your feet is once you're down there submitting to me. We're going to sing a song in just a minute and it's called Touch the Sky and goes really along the lines of what is kind of being said here in James and the, the verse in the chorus that we're going to sing a few times says this. It says, I found my life when I laid it down. I touched the sky when my knees hit the ground. Luke, this is amazing. But there's an action that's involved with actually stepping out or even stepping down. There's an action that you have to take for God to come through to straighten your paths. I stepped out that day on the beach on Phillip Island, out into the water towards my friend. And I know she was literally running towards me and I was running towards her. I remember she grabbed hold of me at that moment and I remember just that feeling when she was hugging onto me that she was actually laughing and smiling and, and I was doing the same. You see, this wasn't a bad day. This was actually one of the most greatest memories that I've had. She continued on onto the shore, and I actually stepped out further into the sea because it was the day that I got baptized. And the day that I committed my life between, before all my family and friends to say, God, I put you first. And I go in, my pastor say a little prayer with me, and they kind of hold me down, and a wave crashes over. And I remember coming, out, coming up out of the water and seeing half the congregation of my church on the beach, and they're singing hymns and praising God, and what a, what a great memory. I remember walking back to my church that same day, and I got given some cards for some, from some people just to say congratulations and, and well done, and I opened one of them, and out came a, a bookmark, and uh, on this bookmark, it was from our, some of our close family and friends, and it says, to James, it says, with God's richest blessings, and has the date on it, and on the front of it, it says, uh, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3.6. I put that in my Bible that day, and it's actually been in my Bible since then as well. And I open my, the Word of God even today, and it's there just to remind me not only the commitment I made on that day to Christ, but also that it doesn't matter what I go through or what I will go through, is that I can put God first, and I need to for whatever I go through. And you know what? You might have come here today not knowing who this Jesus is and actually I just pray that you can step out yourself and maybe ask some more questions. Our team is going to be here to answer any questions after the service and I encourage you to know who he is. It'll be the best decision you will make today. Likewise, if I know if you've been a Christian today, if you're a brand new Christian or if you've been a Christian for many years but haven't been baptized, then my challenge to you would be don't delay and be baptized it will also be one of the best decisions that you'll ever make. You know, you can come along next week. We'll have a pre-baptism class. And you can get to know what's going to be happening. You might say, well, I'm not around next Sunday. Great, come the week after. We've got another class on. We're going to make this real easy for you. But then on the 11th of September, we're going to be baptizing some people. Do you know we already have 20 people getting baptized? Isn't that just amazing? And I know that... 
you can be a part of that, and we're going to celebrate together. Well, what a great day that's going to be. You might say, yeah, but James, I don't feel right. I don't feel ready. I'm, life is too busy. Let me tell you something. Life is always going to be busy, and you're never going to be ready. Do you really think that as a 16-year-old teenager, do you think that I was ready on that beach? No. But I knew that God was going to take me where I was, and I know that God wants to take you with where you're at right now. All you need to do is take that step. And for everybody else who has either been baptized already, actually, I'm going to say a prayer now, and it might just be a time where you've, life's just taken over every situation, that you feel that you know, you've forgotten God at the very beginning, or you've just remembered him in the middle, or literally you've come to the end and asked, God, I need you. Maybe today will be a milestone you can put in and have even this as your life first to say, God, from this day forward, I put you first. So as the band come up and lead us in this song, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to praise you and thank you because I know that you are there when we need you. God, I pray you just help us because we need sometimes of your forgiveness, God, and it might even be today that we need that as well because we actually have forgotten you in this thing called life, in this situation that we have been facing, God. But today I want to commit this moment and this time as well as I leave here today that actually I can trust you first in everything. And it's going to be so ingrained in me and so automatic that it's going to be a part of me and a part of my nature to always trust you. God, I thank you that you're an unchanging God in an ever-changing world, God. That we can believe and know that you will come and you can pick us up from when we are on our knees, God. And that you are going to be there with us, directing, straightening, and smoothing our paths. So I praise you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.